You probably already know that Facebook analytics and insights are essential to reach people online effectively with your message as a church. But anyone that has been in analytics on Facebook will tell you that it can be daunting and confusing and just difficult to navigate. My name's Sammy, I'm here with Digivangelism, and today we're here to talk about how to manage your metrics in Facebook Insights. We're here at Digi every single week with a new video, blog post, and podcast episode, Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, sharing with you the latest digital ministry tricks and trends to help you be more effective with your digital ministry, reaching people online with the love of Jesus. That's what we're all about, and we know that's what you're all about too. If that sounds like something of interest to you, please be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss a single video of digital ministry goodness. And now, let's get started. You know that old saying, the only thing constant is change? Well, that is Facebook for you. They are the masters of change. I mean, they're constantly learning how we operate and constantly adapting to make social networking easier for us to do. Most recently in September 2020, Facebook went through a bit of a facelift when new Facebook came out. And even more recently in January 2021, some new changes were rolled out as well. So before we go on, please, if you don't have a Facebook page, you need to actually stop watching this video, go to this video, and it's how to set up a Facebook page for your church with new Facebook. Okay, now it's just Facebook people here, or you know, at least people with church Facebook pages, because maybe you deleted your personal Facebook profile because... Okay, now we're gonna dive into Facebook Insights, but you must know this is all desktop version, like using a computer, desktop, screen, not a phone, not a mobile device, not a tablet, because those are actually different but we're using a desktop, so if you can do that too, follow along. First things first, go to your business page. That's your church profile on Facebook, which is actually called a page, but it's the church page. Now your church should have a page. It should not be like a person that people can friend. You don't wanna be friending the page you don't, or the person, the church. You don't wanna be friending the church. You don't wanna be in a group with the church. I mean, you can be, but that should not be the only thing. Your church needs a page that people can like or follow. We'll get to that. So go to that. And then on the left-hand side of your screen, there is a menu. It should say manage page for most users. About halfway down, you wanna click on insights. Click on insights, you're gonna see lots of graphs. Lots of graphs, lots of graphs. These pretty graphs are representations of your church and how your digital ministry is going. And we'll get into that more in a second. But you should notice that there are three different options for how you can look at these graphs. I'm just kidding, there's actually four. The four different options available to you are today, yesterday, seven days, the last seven days, or the last 28 days. Side note, if you go into Facebook Business Suite, you can actually pick the dates that you would like to see the statistics for, the graphs, the pretty graphs. You could pick which dates the graph will be in between, but we're not talking about that. We're actually gonna suggest that you click on the past 28 days. In our experience and our research, 28 days is a really good time period to just monitor your metrics and respond accordingly. So you can actually click one of those tiles or you can go onto the left-hand side of the page and again, all of those different options will be represented and you can click on those individual options available to you. All right, let's talk about some differences because there are some things that sound very similar here and some things that are very different. First up, organic versus paid. So what is this all about? You'll see that in the graphics display, there's actually a color-coded difference between organic and paid. Usually this is about reach and in organic you can think of that as free. It's natural. It's you didn't do anything to spend money to make it do better. It just happened that way. Thanks algorithm. Paid is when you boost a post or you sponsor it. You're targeting an ad to reach a certain demographic of people and you put money on it. 
If you don't regularly boost your posts or buy any ads for your church, you might have noticed your organic reach actually declining over the past few months. Unfortunately, this is because Facebook is starting to overall favor paid ads. Believe it or not, Facebook wants to make some money off of this. And so if you're paying to boost an ad or boost a post, Facebook is gonna, yeah, definitely put that out there. But if you're just letting organic reach do its thing, it might be less and less effective as we go forward. Now, if you're not, we do have some tips that we're gonna give in this video about how to combat that. But also, if you are interested in some concrete ways you can implement that other churches are showing faces and like actually getting their people in front of other people's Facebook screens, please watch this video of seven awesome churches that let us just tell their stories about how they are making some unique eye-catching posts on Facebook that will certainly help the algorithm work in your favor too. Alright, so by now you're probably seeing some numbers and maybe wondering what is this all about? Okay, first let's start with likes versus followers. What's the difference here? Someone who likes your page is making a public affirmation on your content, on your ministry, on your page. They're saying, yes, I like this. I'm cool with everybody knowing that I like this. I'm cool with them knowing that I like this. Everybody should know I like this thing. Now, someone who follows your page, whether or not they know that it was private or not, it is a private declaration that they would like to see more of your content and no one else can actually see that they're following you other than you and them. Typically, the number of likes and follows is pretty much the same and please don't get too hung up on all this because you know what? Facebook is changing to get rid of it. Yeah, they announced it in January. Follows is gonna be the metric to follow and keep your eye on. So, you know, watch that. But yeah, it's going to be phased out so that it's not like this big change that just like hits you over the face like new Facebook was, but it's, it's phasing out over time. We're just gonna follow instead of following and like. So really don't worry about that too much. Okay, next set of words, reach versus engagement. What is the difference here? So reach is just what it sounds like. It's the number of people that your post reached and they saw it at least once, whether you paid for it or was organic, came across their screen. Now, when you look at reach and you see like a spike in the reach in the organic section, that's when you wanna check your posts for that specific day. Okay, well like January 17th, okay, it really spiked that day. What did we post? And go back and actually look and see what did you do that resonated so well with your audience that it actually spiked the graph. Take note of these posts and then bring them back again and again in your digital ministry strategy. Now, not just only those posts, you need to keep it mixed, but clearly your people like it, so of course, bring it back again and again. Engagement is very similar to reach, but instead it's the people that have liked or commented or shared that specific post. Same as with your reach, you can look for spikes in the graph, notice what posts you made that day, what posts are getting more engagement, and do more of that. So the difference between reach and engagement, reach is kind of like if you're just sitting on your church stoop and waving at a car that passes by and maybe they see that you waved. Cool. But engagement is like, wow, they actually turn the wheel and come into your parking lot and park and they're waving back. Actually, they're calling their friend to tell their friend, hey, there's this cool church and they are waving at me. It's really neat. Which one is more important? Well, they're actually both very important. In fact, they kind of go together all the time. You can't really have one without having the other and they definitely tie into each other as you increase each of them. For example, you can't get people to engage with your posts if your posts aren't reaching anybody. Likewise, the more engagement that you get, you will actually get more and more reach because the algorithm sees, wow, this post is pretty popular. I should show it to more people. That's because Facebook wants everybody to see it because they think it's good and they want people to see good stuff. They want people to love being on Facebook so much that we never leave Facebook. Let's talk people because along with all these different statistics that we can see, we can see what kind of people are engaging with. We can see what kind of people are seeing being reached by our content. 
It can be helpful to know who you're already reaching with your church's Facebook posts because if you do decide to run an ad or boost a post, you might be asked, what kind of demographics of people do you want this post to reach? And you can actually plug in the exact demographics that you're already reaching very well and then that will reach even more of those type of people. And they'll be more likely to interact with it because other people like them seem to like what you're posting. We would also argue that it can be really helpful as a church to know who you are not reaching on Facebook or on any of your social media platforms. This is especially important if you have specific ministries that target certain age groups, locations, or even gender populations. Maybe you want to boost a post or place an ad that targets the people that you're not reaching so that you can get more and more engagement, more and more folks in your community that you tend not to reach as well. But also look carefully into why you're not reaching them as well. Please note that the numbers on your people page are estimates, and so if they don't match up exactly with the number of likes and comments that you are getting on your page, it's okay, it's not a bug in Facebook, they're probably good enough for you to go by. Really, the key in data mining in all this is to know just who your audience is on Facebook and also what posts are they engaging with the most. Speaking of data mining, go to the post page and look at your individual posts and the insights along with them. There's lots of different views when you're looking at your posts, but really you can see how the engagement is doing, how the reach is doing very clearly with all your posts lined up one on top of the other. And wow, Facebook just puts a little boost post button right there for us to click if we want to reach more people with that post that's already doing very well. Thanks Facebook, but seriously, every church community, faith community should consider an ad budget when it comes to social media, especially Facebook. It really doesn't take that much money to make an ad go far and wide on Facebook and so put it in your budget and then use it well. Last but not least, while we've been talking a lot about Facebook analytics and insight, we want to encourage you to be well-rounded as a church community. Find where your people are and go there. It might not be Facebook. If you need some ideas on how to be church on Instagram or Instagram Reels or TikTok, I'll, I'll link some things up here. But really, don't put all your social media eggs in the Facebook basket. It's a great place to start. It's a great social media platform to be on for most churches, but Facebook is a publicly traded company and they want to make money. The main way they make money is to make you buy ads. This could mean that it becomes even harder and harder over time for folks to actually reach people organically and that more and more of us will be forced to use ads to actually reach people with our content. That's why it's so important for you to understand your metrics. Who are you reaching and what kind of content does well, even if it's not always used on Facebook. One thing you can do to help with that situation is to encourage your leadership, your staff, your pastor, if you're not the pastor, to engage with things that your church posts online. So if someone posts from your church's Facebook account and nobody likes the image, it's gonna be far, far, far less likely to actually reach anybody you wanted to than if you would have said, hey staff, hey leadership, please be sure to like posts from the church when I make them. And that tells Facebook, oh, okay, there is some traction here and that spreads it even farther beyond. So kind of like a little workaround you can ask your leadership to help you out with. Final piece of advice because we know churches love to advertise their worship services and the events that they're having, that's great. But if you can try to make 80% of your social media not that, not advertising what's going on, that can be 20%. We want people to know what's going on, but it really should not be the whole thing of what you're doing on Facebook. It's a social networking site, engage with your people, learn how to be church online. Do what you do offline, figure out how to do it online. As always, we are here to help. Again, I'm Sammy. I hope this was a helpful video for you. Please like it if it was. Subscribe below if you're interested in more and more digital ministry content. We post a new video every single week. We'd love to have you on our channel. Share this video with someone who needs it. Today we brought the knowledge. Now it's your turn to put it into action. Peace.